we got rid of Trump, should we get rid of the Jews next? Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. Let's play a clip from the Economist podcast that's interesting. Sort of awful circularity to this, because in 2020, when George Floyd was killed in Minneapolis, there were a lot of protests around the country following that for various reasons that are a bit contentious. There was a crime spike in America, including in Memphis, particularly increase in violent crime and in in murder or homicide. And so in response to that, the Memphis Police Department, like quite a lot of other police departments around the country, set up one of these scorpion units, special unit of police to go around the city and police quite aggressively be very present and sort of assert their authority. And it's this scorpion unit, its members, which, which killed Tyree Nichols for no apparent reason and has now been disbanded. So it does feel a bit like um, American cities are trapped in this awful loop. You say that the... So, if you read between the lines on that guy's clip, he just said that the Black Lives Matter movement has caused the murder of 10,000 black people. I mean, he says protests, I like to say riots, um, potato, potato, freedom fighter or terrorist. I mean, mostly people don't talk about what happened and it's you know and the effects that are still ongoing because that's racist but i think most you know media people who are intellectually honest at all um realize what happens and so or happened and so mostly they don't talk about it anymore if they ever mentioned it they you know they try and blame it you know all the extra murders on the pandemic and then they stopped talking about it, and now maybe it's okay to talk about how it was the BLM movement. You know, if you were supporting BLM on your Facebook page, then that thing, that thing that you were a part of, has caused the murder of 10,000 black people. And it's been so long, I don't remember. I did a podcast that laid out all the numbers from left-wing sources. Like you, don't, you don't have to go to Fox News to find out the truth on this stuff. Washington Post has their cop shooting database. You can see that, I don't know. I think the last year I checked, the number of unarmed black men killed by police was nine. You know, that's out of 40 million black people. So, you know, you got, you know, it ain't even one in a million. It's one in four million chance of that happening to you. And pretty much every time, well, except for maybe George, well, George Floyd was resisting arrest, but he didn't deserve what he got. This guy was resisting arrest. Anyways, they're always resisting arrest. It's like, you have control over it yourself. And if you got a warrant and you don't want to go to jail, then sometimes I think resisting arrest is the correct thing to do. Take your chances. But for a little while, they tried to blow smoke up your nether regions and say it was the pandemic, but I do remember this. Uh, Pandemic started in February, March 2020. Uh, George Floyd was like into May 2020, and then murders through the effing roof starting in the beginning of June 2020. And Canada, Mexico, UK, any other country you want to pick, they all had a pandemic, and their murders didn't shoot through the roof, but they didn't have a Black Lives Matter. And so, you know, that's the difference. It's obviously Black Lives Matter. Sounds like people are starting to know it and maybe be brave enough to occasionally say it. I want to say murders went up five extra five grand um, a year. So that's two years, gives you 10 grand. I think maybe I'm overestimating on that one. Because of COVID, they stopped keeping track of crime stats. They changed the whole system at the same time that they stopped 
working, <laughs> all the people who worked on it didn't come into work. And so I don't, I think we still don't have the real numbers now. So, you know, any number you hear is a low ball. It's a low ball. It's like, yeah, there's only 2000 extra murders, except that we haven't, you know, none of the, none of the, the, the 50 largest cities in America are not included in the statistics. So it's some other much larger number. I think now I've heard it mentioned by pundits two different times. So maybe this is a new little narrative thing. Um, it's the, the cycle of, it's not violence, the, the vicious cycle where you have some riots, murders and crime in general shoot through the roof. The community leaders, right, the, the black politicians and the black preachers and the whatever in the bad neighborhoods at, demand that the politicians do something about all this increase in violence. They create these task forces, like the, the one that killed Tyree Nichols was, it was called Scorpion, you know, so like, they're badass, you know, you don't, Scorpions, you know, Scorpion, that's the name of a violent task force. It implies violence. They're not named uh, Bunny. And then these task forces, I guess some of them do their work well, and some of them are just going out there, I don't know, poorly trained, being violent, and whatever, piss off the community, which then is ready to riot even more next time, which then means you got to bring in the specialized task force that makes it worse, or, you know, makes the police community relations worse, and it's asked for by the community leaders. So that makes it tricky. But so I like to follow affirmative action stuff. So now I want to know more about these cops. Um, so black, it's a black, Memphis is a black city, black cops, black police chief, black mayor, it's whatever. That, you know, that, that's good for, it's good for, thank God for America. There's not a single white person involved anywhere in this guy's murder. Otherwise we really have some riots because these are not racial justice riots. These are anti-white racism riots. And yes, yeah, so, and let me tell you, it, black people are not the problem and anti-white racism, right? It's like white people all across America are racist as hell against white people. That's the problem. And you know, these protests, we need another word. We need another word for something that is a... Because basically during the day, you know, during 2020, Black Lives Matter, protests and riots, during the day, the protests were like a party. Like I went to Burning Man once and I don't know, it's, it's not that dissimilar. You see people, you know, young people, a bunch of young people get to hang out and have a good time and say hi and feel good about themselves. Uh, and then at night, you get your riot on. But so, the solution to crime is more cops. But then, more cops may mean you're getting a lower quality of cop. So I don't have the exact stats yet, but it sounds like these police officers were... They had not been cops for a very long time, and then they're part of this so so-called elite unit, the Scorpion, whatever. And one of them may have been a security guard who, I think, in 2016, got charged with beating up a prisoner. And so I don't know. Like I say, I think Memphis is majority black city, so maybe that's why all those cops were black. Or is the police force, you know, they like you know what? Let's keep the white cops inside doing paperwork and then like you know any anything that's going to involve violence with black suspects let's send out black cops that way we don't get a giant riot 
And then I think they're having, just like all across America, police forces are having trouble hiring enough cops, you know, the long-term good cops, you know, or hopefully they were good, experienced anyways, uh, you know, are retiring in droves and have been ever since 2020. So now you got young cops. I think standards are having to be lowered because people don't want to be a cop as much as they used to. And then black cops abusing black suspects doesn't cause the political fallout and problems that a white cop's doing that does. So now you're hiring black cops. So basically, you got to hire a bunch of new ones. You're not getting good candidates. And then you got affirmative action. You're like, okay, we got two candidates. Give it, you know, let's hire the black one. And anytime you hire on any criteria other than competence, you are getting lower competence, just by definition. And so, talking about how Black Lives Matter wasn't that good of an idea. That used to be the bread and butter of this podcast. It's, uh, I don't know, I don't find it boring, I guess. So, there you go. I might talk about it again. I think this is like three pods in a row. And then Commentary Magazine was talking about um, Israel today, and they're noticing the same thing I'm noticing. The mainstream media is turning on them. Like, it may be like Trump, like... And it's kind of feeling a little bit like how the media treated Trump, where I think, you know, the New York Times editor would come into the newsroom and he'd say, I need four articles criticizing Trump today. And they'd be like, well, he's just playing golf, though. They'd be like, fine, give me two articles on how golf is systemically racist and then just make up the other two. I don't care. We're fighting the good fight. He's worse than Hitler. It's an existential threat. And so... I don't know why exactly. They were thinking it's because of the new right-wing government. But I'm smarter than them. Remember, I'm this decade, century, millennia. I am this millennia's Rosa Parks, fighting for justice and equality for all people. And I think the mainstream media has finally decided that uh, Jews are just white people. So they're like, get them. Get those motherfuckers. Heck, let's go over the uh, Israel-Palestinian situation again. I haven't done that in a while. So a lot of Jews used to live in, like, Poland, Russia, maybe Ukraine, Eastern European countries, Hungary. This is over hundreds of years. I'm not going to go back to how the Jews were kicked out of Israel by the Romans 2,000 years ago. Or there we go. That's what what happened a long time ago. But the last few hundred years, a lot of them were living in... um, Eastern Europe, and over in Eastern Europe, the people that the Jews lived with uh, didn't like them, and so they had these things called pogroms, which sounds like program, but anyways, it's pogrom, kind of like po'boy, and these were uh, kind of an old school kind of riot, but one that had really put hair on your chest, like they would go kill the men, kill the kids, you know, bash out the brains of the babies, rape all the women, and then kill them too and then burn down their houses for good measure. So that was going on in the 1800s and the early 1900s and maybe the 1700s and 1600s, I'm not sure. But it was scary to be a Jew in a village in Hungary or whatever because at any moment they might have a pogrom. And I think the Jews would like move to cities so there'd be larger groups of Jews so they could feel more safe, but then that would piss off the other people even more and they'd be even more likely to have a pogrom, so it was a problem. And so those Jews are like, you know, we should get out of here and go somewhere else. And so 
Some of them went to Western Europe. I think some of them went to America. I think America had rules against Jews moving in, um, maybe up until the 40s. wasn't allowed. And then a number of them were like, hey, let's go back to the country we used to live in before the Romans kicked us out 2,000 years ago. That's Israel. But of course, the problem was the Palestinians were already living there. But they were kind of a, they were pretty uncivilized, whatever. I don't, I don't know if they, they weren't even a country, but they weren't tech savvy or nothing. I think they were like animal herders or something. I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I'm overgeneralizing enormously. But some Jews in the West were enormously rich, if you ever heard of that. And so they started buying land. Oh, you know, the way it started was like, oh, you just buy land. You know, this, this herdsman is willing to sell you a giant bunch of land for cheap. Sweet. So it makes me think of the Rothschilds. It was a Jewish family in um, Britain that was like insanely rich. I don't know if they were part of buying the land, but anyways, some of the richest people in the world back in like the, I don't know, late 1800s, early 1900s were Jewish. And so they were buying land, and then instead of, you know, putting one house on your giant farm, they started putting communities on the giant farm. And the Jews are like, hey, Palestinians, we're all going to be friends. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. And whatever. This part gets complicated. I don't want to go into it. The British, the this, the that, the, the World War One, the World War Two. But long story short, um, the Jews took over the area, and... It became the country of Israel. And the Palestinians, you know, kind of got screwed. Or they did get screwed. I mean, if the Jews had never moved there, the Palestinians, I'm sure, would be a shithole country today. But in any case, that doesn't make colonialism okay. Or does it? But so the question is, like, you know, how many wrongs does it take to make a right? Like, if you're in a country and they're going to kill you, is it okay for you to go to another country and possibly kill a few of them so that you can live, you and your family can live? And, you know, I think back in the day, you might be like, you know, before World War II, you might be like, the you know, civilization is happening, the pogroms will end, you know, you should just, whatever, assimilate or something. But uh, anyways, they were kind of right, because they got out right before the Holocaust. Well, and a bunch of them didn't get out in time, obviously. So they kind of had the option, either be killed or go steal a country from the Palestinians. It seems like what they should have done was, you know, Israel should have been in Germany as, whatever, reparations for World War II. But I think, you know, religion was involved. They got a bunch of temples and stuff in Israel that's related to religion. So that's where they wanted to be. And so now the Jews and the Palestinians, they live together in the same country. Um... That I mentioned that, yeah, like, like after the Palestinian freedom fighter murdered a bunch of people at the synagogue, um, like all over Palestine, people were like dancing in the streets and like setting off fireworks. So, you know, they don't like the Jews. And the Jews are like half woke people, half people who say, screw the Palestinians. But it's not clear, even if the woke people could do what they wanted, what what do you do? Because... Basically, at this point, the Palestinians are too pissed off. They're not going to... Anything other than getting rid of all the Jews is not going to make them happy. So basically, they'll never be happy. 
The Jews have created a nice country. They got nowhere else to go. They're not going to leave anyways. But so the mainstream media is turning on them as if it's a simple situation, I guess. Just get rid of Trump. Just get rid of the Jews. And there used to be an idea of a two-state solution, like Palestinians get their own country in Israel or something. Um, I'm not going to go into it, but basically people used to think that was a possibility. Now I think everyone agrees that can never happen, uh, so they're just going to have to keep muddling through. And then there's the BDS movement in America, the boycott, divest, sanction thing. Anyway, they want the, they want the American government to do these things to the Israeli government, or the, Israel, the country, um, to force them to... Do what? We don't know I mean, anymore. It used to be to force them to have two countries. Now, who knows what? And I don't know if that's gaining steam. So that's something to keep an eye on. Is BDS gaming, gaining steam? And the country that this all makes me think of is South Africa. Like, the white people were being super mean to the black people. It was all unequal. Uh, America did a bunch of sanctions and boycotts. I mean, remember they did a song not gonna play Sun City. It was like at the same time they did We Are The World. They were, whatever, everyone was getting together to do these songs. Sun City was a resort in South Africa that like all the biggest um, music stars used to play at. And then they said, we're not gonna play Sun City. But South Africa is, I, I don't know what it is. It's mostly black people, let's put it that way. And so everyone got an equal right to vote and the place has just been getting worse and worse. Like I heard, I heard a, uh, someone mentioned talk, some, a news thing about it the other day, and like they're having rolling blackouts now. So it's going to be kind of interesting. I think if America was like, "Hey, any white person from South Africa that wants to come here can come here," I think a ton of them would move. I think a lot of the, a lot of South Africans, I think, would leave. Like. That country is heading towards being a shithole. I think. I mean, we'll see. But that seems to be how it is. It seems to be getting worse and worse. But obviously, America can't do that. Or I don't think they can do that. Because then it's like, well, why aren't you letting in the black South Africans? And then, <laughs> you know, 50 million black South Africans will move here in two shakes, I'm sure. Twitter handle, at Anti-Woke Podcast. And thanks for listening.